I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And we're here to talk about relationships. All kinds of relationships. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get relational. relational. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Relational. Today, we are talking about, well, the title of the episode is Give Me Strength. Uh, which is a, I mean, everything we talk about is important, but, um, this is something that I feel like kind of hits close to home in a lot of ways, of, of finding your own inner strength, finding your own inner confidence, your inner mojo, uh, your inner power source, your inner goddess, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever you connect with is all good. You know, we're, we're going to connect with that that bright, powerful, super uh, connected, like we can do anything part of us, um, you know, individually. Like that's going to be your own thing that you have, uh, your own little relationship with the inner part of you. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, we want to bring this up again. We've talked about confidence and courage before in a previous episode of season one, but we want to bring it up again uh, because it's that important. And we find that a lot of people in our lives um, could, and even ourselves, could use some work on on our inner, inner strength because it ties so closely into uh, trusting other people, trusting what you want, asking for what you want, building the life that you really want, because it ta- that takes courage. So much of what we do is unconscious, right? We do things habitually, and we don't always think about what it is that we really want to do sometimes because we get used to doing the same thing that we've been doing for a while and we have the habit forming uh, versus really thinking about whether that is what you want. And sometimes we don't always want to take the step forward um, to really go after what we want for a variety of reasons. But it stems from, at its core, that we don't always have the strength to step out of that comfort zone that we've built for ourselves. Yeah, and to even, first of all, to even know what you want. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things is to become very conscious. And, And we're going to be talking about this a lot Because part of building an extraordinary life is about being very conscious about who you are and what you want, how you impact the world, how you allow the world to impact you. And it's a really integral part to figure out where that source of inner strength is and how to nurture it and build on it. And I got to say, this last, whatever, 14, 15 months of this pandemic has really kicked my butt. And places where I felt confident, places where I felt powerful all got really challenged. And part of that was I had built a pretty elaborate network of people and kinds of uh, supportive activities that helped me feel really good and that helped nurture that inner strength and that that powerful source inside of me. And for me, a lot of it is about my spiritual relationship that fuels that inner source. But I used other kinds of, of modalities to help with that. And all of those left me during the pandemic. You know, that um, being around certain kinds of people, certain kinds of practices, they all had to shift and not all of them were as effective as the ones I had put in place before. So where before I was feeling really connected to source and really connected to um, a certain kind of community 
of other people who were very strong, powerful beings. I could be connected to them, but it was going to be online or on the phone or something like that. And for me, that just wasn't as powerful and it wasn't really what I was needing. And so for me, there's been a lot of work this past year on finding that inner strength again. And in at least in our situation, we've either had hardly anyone to be around or a very yeah. small group of people to be around. And so it's a sense of being able to know what you can depend on that community for mm -hmm. and what you have to find a new way to generate that strength and support inside of you. Because in order to build the life you want and to be more courageous and to have more confidence and be more powerful in your life, you've got to find those places that just lift you up and help you see what a beautiful being you are and how valuable you are just the way you are and that you're worthy of anything you want. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about that okay. while, while you're thinking. Well, yeah, good, good. Because one of the things we talked about um, as we were preparing for, for this episode and this week where we're really talking a lot about strength and self-confidence and inner power, we talked about not expecting other people to save us. And I think that's one of the things we really need to touch on today is, you know, have you invested all of your energy into a particular person, whether it's your romantic relationship or your parental relationship, your child relationship, are you, do you have everything invested in that person being your one? And how is that doing for you? Is that really working? Because a lot of us are not at optimum capacity for giving. You know, I've had to ask for a lot of forgiveness this year of not returning phone calls, not returning texts, and not showing up the way I usually show up. And I acknowledge it, and I, um, I have been looking at who I really feel good showing up with and who I feel good uh, in a mutual supportive relationship kind of way. And so I don't look at other people saving me at all. I look at certain people to support and nurture me and lift me up and to uh, have a higher expectation of me. And that has not always come easily this year just because a lot of people are kind of far flung and, and all of that. So I, uh, I really want to I want you to take a minute and just think about where you're trying to put all of your needs getting met into one person or one experience and where you might be able to spread that around a little bit and um, give and take, receive in some other relationships you hadn't really thought about. Yeah, and I think it's also good to look at where you're depending on other people to be your strength along with that. You know, it's not always um, getting your emotional needs met or something like that, but it's, you know, where are you looking for all of your support in your life? If you need advice, if you need a hug, if you need to go cry on someone's shoulder, like who are you going to? Is it one person? Are you depending on one person to handle like all of you all the time? Um, because there's, there's a difference between being, it just makes me think of redwood trees. Um, I know. We were like, why would you think of redwood trees, Sarah? I will explain. So uh, redwoods, you know, they grow incredibly tall and they can live for, I mean, they, they've been around, some of them, like like centuries to a thousand years, which is just bonkers to me that, that a tree has been around for that long. Uh, but the unique thing about them is that their roots don't go very deep. 
that their roots spread out and connect with all of the trees around them. So they're all receiving uh, support and also giving support. And that's why they tend to cluster together um, uh, in, in a way that's different than other trees. Um, so it's thinking about like, that's a support network. So do you have a support network of people that you can depend on for different things? If you need, uh, like, like even if it's just you want company going to the grocery store, are there people that you can ask for that? Are there people that you can ask to come have dinner or lunch with you or something? Uh, are there people that you can uh, go watch a funny movie with her or something like that? Um, like where are you leaning too much on one person to the point where you're, if they were a rock, you climbed on top of them and you're just sitting there like, carry me into the sunset <laughs> versus, you know, leaning on the rock for support. Um, because when you're leaning on or like climbing to the top of a rock, uh, very interesting metaphor, but, um, when you're basically using someone as your flotation device. Uh, you're not allowing them a lot of breathing room and you're not allowing yourself to um, to trust yourself in that way. You're not allowing yourself to develop the inner strength muscle because it is just a muscle. You have to work at it with small baby steps to really build it up so you can be able to support yourself in certain situations. Now, I'm not saying you want to be utterly 100% self-sufficient where you never ask anybody for help. That's not what we're trying to go for here. Um, but so that, but having the ability to be able to support yourself and know when you need someone to lean on, but still be able to handle yourself when you, when you need to. So you're not constantly looking for other people to take care of all of your emotional needs. You can do that yourself. Well, and creating that community, I think we've talked about that a lot, and, and it's funny, I, I was thinking as you were talking about that, that you are totally into the nerdy things, and I join you in some of those nerdy yes. things, but there's some nerdy things my eyes just kind of glaze over when she wants to talk about them, because I have no idea what she's talking about, and honestly, no interest. I love her, she knows that, and there's a lot we share, but no interest, and uh, similarly to me. There, there are things that I'm really interested in that she doesn't have any interest in. So we, we, we don't try to share those things. We don't try to be that person for each other in those things. You know, I, I have a, a, a variety of TV shows that I really, really enjoy. And I'll share like a piece of it with her and say, oh, there's this really intense episode. And, and uh, I was crying because it made me feel about this and all that. But if I really want to geek out about that TV show with somebody else, uh, it's not her. Because she doesn't watch it. She doesn't care about it. But she does care about my experience of it. And so we find the ways to connect on those things, but I, we don't expect each other to be everything to each other. Mm -hmm. Much healthier. There are people who have relationships, whether it's parent-child or um, friends or romantic relationships, where they want that other person to be everything to them. And that's incredibly dangerous. And, and it's really, it keeps you much smaller than you have the capacity to be. And it keeps the other person smaller than they have the capacity to be. If they have to be your everything, they don't have room to spread out to be more of who they are. And so you really want to look at, are you robbing somebody of their chance to be a more expansive person by you needing so much from them? Or are you robbing yourself of the ability to, to really flex yeah. that muscle and really build it? And we were talking about the things that we've done that were super hard for us. And one of the things has been uh, traveling alone. Yeah. We've each traveled alone. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I, I think, obviously I'm older, so I traveled more alone, but I did something recently where I traveled alone and I was surprised that my, my muscle was a little bit weak for traveling alone. Mm -hmm. And I can usually talk her into going to some place with me, but this time she just really didn't want to go. And I did this really hard hike into the Slot Canyon, and I realized that I was glad that, A, I picked a day that there were a lot of people there, so that if anything happened, I'd be okay. But that there were certain things that I really liked flexing that muscle about, but maybe that there are certain things maybe I shouldn't do alone and or uh, take some other kind of safety precautions. Uh, so it, it's really made me think about it and about how quickly that muscle gets weak. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and there's a lot you haven't done about traveling alone for a while, but, you know, yeah. you did it when you were, what, 20? Uh, yeah, I was 20. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know if you want to say anything about what that was like for you that was incredibly challenging for you. Yeah, it was uh, it was during my uh, semester abroad, so it was fall semester of my junior year, and um, I lived in Austria, Salzburg specifically, for four months, um, and one of the breaks that we had, they basically locked, quote unquote, locked the place that all of the students were living in, and were like, yeah, you can't stay here, you need to go out. They were like, they literally kicked us out, basically, in a very loving way. But we're like, get your booty out into the world. Uh, so we did. I chose places that were all English-speaking. Um, I went to Scotland and Ireland. And it was a really interesting experience because I talked to someone who I had, kn had known in college who was, like, in a resident assistant basically uh that's not what we called them but basically an RA and he was like oh I know a couple of people in um in Ireland that I can like set you up with to show you around I was like oh that'd be really cool so leading up to that it was just a, a really interesting experience of realizing of just getting I had to be very comfortable with being alone very quickly in in like going to eat by myself um, and that was one of your first experiences of actually was, going to a restaurant and eating by yourself. Yeah, that was, and that was so weird. And I was like, you know, it's just, this is okay. I I can do I can do this. Like this isn't terrible. Um, and I met up with a, a friend I had known in high school in like England and saw Phantom of the Opera in like the actual theater was first performed in. Um, so that was cool. I I got shown around both the the little town and in the countryside of uh, in Ireland. I met up with someone else in Scotland, in Edinburgh, uh, but it was, it was, I had to plan out my days. I went out and, and, and did things, so I was staying in a hostel, so I didn't really, it's not like I wanted to spend an entire day in a hostel, so I had to find things to do by myself. So I had to, there was a lot of research that I did, but it was a really great experience because it really showed me like, one, being alone isn't awful, two, I can do it. And three, you know, sometimes it's nice just to be able to do whatever I want when I want to and not have to worry about anyone else. Yeah, it's funny because uh, when I talk with other people my age, we often were very brave at, at this age. You know, I had my first solo trip when I was 16 and I was in the Girl Scouts and flew out to um, the National Center West to do a hiking trip. And that was with other people, but I had to travel by myself, which I'd never done before. And and I look at the things I did when I was younger, and I, I just kind of marvel at them sometimes. But my friends who are older, in their 50s and 60s, are marveling at me doing these things by myself. 
and saying, I don't think I have the courage to do that. And, and other people saying, I just don't want to do it uh, by myself, but they haven't found anybody to do it with. So they're limiting themselves because they don't have the strength to do it alone. They're just not doing anything mm -hmm. because they don't have that inner strength and know that they'll be okay no matter what. So would it be more fun to do some of these things, experiences with somebody else? Absolutely. But I don't want to end my life wishing I had found someone to go do them with. And there are some people that it's fun to travel with and some people it's not so fun to travel with. And I, I have a few friends that they were never friends again with the people they traveled with. So I thought, you know what? I don't really want to do that. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to make sure that I, I feel confident about anybody that I'm going to do that with. But meanwhile, I'm not going to sit around waiting. And I, I'm going to go have adventures. I'm, I'm going to go on the tour. I'm going to go and on, on explore the cave. I'm going to go into the slot canyon. I'm going to do whatever. And it's because I've, I've exercised that muscle and I took small steps to do it. And um, there are things like some people have never eaten in a restaurant alone. Now, I'll go to the nicest restaurant in town and eat alone now. But there was a time when that was kind of scary. And I don't take a book. I don't, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Some people do. Some people take a book. Some people play on their phone. Uh, I will, in some of those places, I'll sit at the bar, whether I'm drinking or not, and at least have the bartender to talk to. And pre-COVID times, there would often be someone around me that I could talk to as well. But it's that small muscle, like eating alone, taking a short trip, going on a day trip by yourself, little things like that. We realize that there are all kinds of challenging things that we don't have confidence about and inner strength about, personal ones, emotional ones, physical ones. Mm -hmm. um, three years ago, when she graduated from college, we had an East Coast trip to do for my niece's wedding. And... So as her graduation and birthday trip, we went to the Dominican Republic where we went swimming. Down. This was all in one day. I don't know if you remember that. This was all in one day. Uh, yeah. We went swimming through these, these um, they were waterfalls, yeah, basically. Yeah, they were waterfalls. Uh, yeah. you know, it, was, it was beautiful, but you're just in this like canyon kind of thing. And then you get to this place. We, neither of us really thought we were going to jump off the waterfalls. There were ladders at most of them where you could walk around and walk down. And both of us, before we went, said... Yeah, I don't know that I'm jumping off a 20-foot waterfall. And we jumped off all the waterfalls. Every single one. Every single one. Yes. And she was less scared than I was. I'm a little afraid of heights. So I would jump I would I would jump first. I would be in the water, like treading water, and I would just be like, You got it, mommy, you can do it. I was just like from the bottom giving her encouragement. And then whenever she get uh, after the trip, she she told me that um that the, our, our guide was also up there making sure that she was okay. And it's like, that was a yeah. encouragement too. Yeah, the, on the 20-foot waterfall, he was so sweet all along the way. And I was uh, the oldest one doing it. I'm often the oldest one in a lot of these adventures. And uh, that's okay with me. But he, at this last one, he was very patient, very kind. And, and he said, you scared, Mama? I said, a little bit. He said, Mama, you don't need to be scared about nothing. And I was like, oh, that's what I coach all the time, you know, but yeah. you know, it's like feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's Suzanne Jeffers book that so, was so integral in my life in, in a certain period. You know, okay, I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. Now, I could have stopped and gotten down and walked around uh, and climbed down the 20 feet of ladders to get down, but I did it. And I, I don't know that I never need to do that again, yeah. but I did it. And it was like this amazing experience. And then we went from there to ziplining. Again, you know, you're in a third world country. So you're a little nervous about the, the safety of some of these things. And uh, they took great delight with her because she was young. And it's like, we can make you go faster. 
I'm good. And she was like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, finally, by the last one, I think you said, okay. Uh, and it's like, they were really, they were really terrific. Yeah. Uh, and then we went from there to horseback riding. So it's like this incredible day of adventures. And we were out of our comfort zones fairly often. And and that trip was a lot about being out of our comfort zone. And, and I don't feel the need to get out of my comfort zone just for the sake of getting out of my, my, my comfort zone. Some people do that. I don't want to live that way all the time. That's, that's a little bit too much pressure for me. But I like I like expanding my uh, confidence circle. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. So I've got a lot of inner strength to do X, Y, and Z. I'm one of the strongest people I know emotionally, except for this past year where it kicked my butt like it never has in my entire life. Um, but I've got a super amount of inner strength. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't felt the need to press a lot of that in terms of the emotional parts of it. But I, um, I realized that some of the physical challenges are confidence challenges. You know, I hiked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon once. I hiked to the top of Mount St. Helens and sat on the edge of the, the crater. And I did all these really intense physical things. And I realized that I could, I could conquer all of those things, but there was still going to be some inner stuff I had to do. And, it, and that's the work we're talking about is that inner strength that that inner power that you can call on yeah. in any kind of situation that, that you're filled up inside. We, we talk about it as feeling fully resourced. Yeah. And so you're feeling fully resourced and fully powerful in who you are. And you love yourself. You know you're a good person. You know you're worthy. And you pull up from that place into any of these challenging situations you need to go into. The biggest thing is this year, it hasn't been a short-term situation it's gone on and on and on and on. And it wears on. on you. And it it's been so depleting. Yeah. It wears on you that you have to consistently draw on that source of power every day to do normal things yeah. that, you know, and it's just, it's, it's been a wild ride. Um, it's been the kind of roller coaster. I mean, it's felt like it's just been a roller coaster and it's pitch black. It's not like, uh, what is it? Space Mountain where right. you're going in the dark where you can still see some things and some lights flashing. It's, no, it's like literally pitch black. You have no idea what's coming next whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think that was the hardest part for me. And, and when I was younger, um, a little bit older than you, but I realized how much I was always trying to figure out what was going to happen next. And that, that's a lot from the hypervigilance I developed from the childhood I had with a, a dad who was pretty unpredictable. But I was always trying to figure out how to navigate my life by, by predicting what was going to be next and getting ready for it. Whether it was making sure I had the supplies or making sure I was emotionally resourced for it, whatever it was. And I learned a number of years ago to start living more in the present and to know I had the inner resources to be okay. But like you said, once this just kept going on, we didn't know what was coming yeah. next. And, and yeah. I, I don't think we're done with what's coming next. It's, and, no. and in certain parts of our country, in the U.S., there are things getting much more back to normal. And then I, I look at my friends' posts from other parts of the world where they're in lockdown for 30 days right now, where other people, they're not getting the vaccine until 2022. And the uh, hospitals are being overrun in, in India. And, you know, the, the, the uh, oxygen's running out and, and all of those kinds of things. And I realize that there's a lot further we have to go. And that's just the COVID things. And then you add onto it all of the other kinds of things with, the uh, political things that happen in our, our world and, and the Black Lives Matter movement and and what it feels like to be a person of color in our country. And that's, I, I can't even imagine layering that additional part on and and knowing how I would find the strength to do that. 
So, you know, as allies, we try as much as we can to yeah. be there for our communities uh, of all colors and genders. And it's a, um, it's a challenging thing sometimes because we have to figure out how to become more and more resourced in ourselves yeah. so that we can be present and be of service in all of those areas. So I, I think that this, this one is um, this one's super important because it's how we show up in the world yeah. and it's how we show up to be of service in the world that is also part of what this is about is it's not just being dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. It's about your light is important. Your inner light is important to share in the world. And if you are not taking these small steps and sometimes bigger steps to really look at what that inner light is meant to do, to where it's meant to shine in the world, then the world's missing what your contribution is. And I, I really think that that's part of what all this strength stuff is about, and this internal strength, is, is we all have a role to play in what's happening in our world. And, and it might be in just your small world. It might be in your family. Maybe you're taking yeah. care of aging parents and young children. And your role is to be the bright light there. And in order to do that, you've got to feel filled up. Mm-hmm. And so it's about finding those places that build that inner strength and that confidence and the place where you resonate with whatever the power source is that you connect with. It's like plugging in. Like, yeah. like how, do you, how do you get recharged? And, you know, for me, I, I, I have a, a strong need to be in uh, a variety of environments. Um, I have a strong need to be near water. And I have a strong need to be around people that light me up and uh, make me laugh, make me think, and um, make me feel expansive. And so I, I think that uh, one of the things that I, I really love about what we do is we, we, we give each other strength and encouragement to be more expansive yeah. and support when we're not. And I know mm-hmm. that for me, Sarah has been a huge support during this time, that she's just been a very steady force. And, and I hope I've been that for her as well, you know, to, uh, to, to just navigate these times. And, you know, one of the things we talked about in a, a, a blog post she did recently was her mantra, and I think we did this in a um, uh, podcast too, it's going to be okay. It's, yeah, it's going to be okay. That, um, you know, I got to say that to myself like every day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I see it uh, uh, in a lot of different places. Like, uh, actually, yeah, there's a little, there's a little package that I noticed for uh, something that I bought that just says, you know, you're doing great. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, exactly. We need this everywhere. Yeah. Um, it, it's just such an important thing to remember and that's what's helped me keep going because again we're on a we're in a dark ride right now and we have no idea what's coming next and you're just sort of like I guess I'm here for the ride man um but to just keep moving forward knowing that whatever curveball comes at you whatever loop-de-loop happens whatever twist and turns that you will figure out a way to make through it. You will be okay. You will come out on the other side. You may, your hair may be a mess. You may have cried a little bit. Your voice may be sore from screaming in fear. You know, whatever it is, you're still going to come out on the other side of a ride. Exactly. So for this week, I really encourage you to look at where do you need a little bit more courage? Where do you need a little bit more inner strength? Mm -hmm. Where do you need a little bit more connection to that inner source? And what is one small step you can take. 
If you've never gone out to a meal by yourself, can you do that? If you've never gone to the grocery store by yourself, can you do that? I've known women who never filled their gas tank in their lives until their husbands died. You know, what is it that you haven't done that would be a great thing for you to take a small step in this week? And know that when you step into your power, you are lighting up the entire universe. That there is something about all of us being plugged into that energy source that lights up the world. So do your part this week to light up the world and to feel that light and that energy inside of you. You got this. Yeah, it's going to be okay. And we love you. Mwah.